Yes, a couple Is times. Is it good? Was it cool? Um, have you heard Armored Saint before? Welcome to episode number 11 of The Thrash Report for August 11th, 2020. This is your weekly music commentary podcast where we discuss all things metal and heavy music. Joining me, my co-host, Jim Osborne. Jim, how you doing, man? Slow down to the clowns when the circus comes to town. Bow down to the clowns. Watch the puppets dance and drown. Who's wearing the crown? Pull the strings, we all fall down. Bow down to the clowns, the greatest fucking show in town. Dude, that was, that was, that was epic. That was epic, bro. You, uh, we're going to, we're going to get to that in our releases. Um, yes. Yeah. Big day. <laughs> big, big day. Big, big onslaught day. It's awesome. man. Yes. So as a reminder, uh, this episode is brought to you by heavy shirts. These are shirts with attitude. Go check out their newest design metal against racism. That t-shirt, you know, we are all united. We all stand together. We are metal against racism. Go order your shirt today at heavy shirts.com. Don't forget Use your promo code THRASH REPORT for 20% off your order. And hey, Jim, we got a guest on our episode this week. Guest who? Um, he is, he's a big, fat, erect wiener. You're just <laughs> jealous. Hey, all right. We want to welcome Eric to the podcast. Eric, how's it going, man? It's going super. Awesome, man. Welcome, Eric. Do you hear that welcome. energy in my voice? <laughs> welcome to <laughs> welcome to the thrash report you well, know we have, for I have me yeah you know and i've been i've been friends with eric for a long long time and uh i got so many stories to tell i do remember one thing that always comes to mind is when um what was it when you were like 18 or i don't know when you turned when you turned 18 or 21 or something i remember you just walked over to me and you handed me a razor and you said dude you gotta shave the side of my head that was before <laughs> 18, so I think I was 17 still. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and here I go, just shaving the, the the entire side of your head. It was it was great. And then you got Actually, remember, one side. that's a Voivod tie-in. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Because it was uh I liked the style. It was actually the style of uh, their bass player at the time, Blackie, the original bass player. Yep. And, that, and that's why you were the wanna, wannabe bass player? Is that what it was? I suppose. If I was going to play any instrument, it'd be the bass. Right on. Slapping that's good. Slapping the bass, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. And then you also went, on, went ahead and got like your nose pierced a couple times, and you got your nipple pierced a couple times. And didn't your dog jump up and rip the nipple ring, like <laughs> right out of the nipple? Yeah, that was pretty painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be painful. Awesome. Well, again, we want to thank you. Doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for being here, Eric. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna run through um, a really great episode this this time. We're we're gonna talk through a couple news stories that I think are really relevant. We're gonna go through some releases, and Eric has some forgotten releases that came out um that i think would be pretty interesting as well we're then going to actually talk about some concert events believe it or not we have a new concert announcement and jim and i yeah jim and i have tickets what it's going to be crazy man um and then we're gonna uh what's that what are concerts (laughs) yeah yeah because you know what dude don't get me started bro Don't, don't i've stopped asking you to go to concerts because you haven't been to concerts in like 20 years that's um, not true. I took my three-year-old to see Iron Maiden. Oh, I Worst father ever. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all good. Or best father ever. Whatever you want to take about. Um, he, he still appreciates it. That's awesome. Uh, Is he a seventh were... son of a seventh son? Oh, my God. Not quite. Dude, that would... Oh. I should have seen the amount of uh, drunk old guys that wanted to give him high fives. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. The shirt um, I got him is still like a dress. that's awesome we have uh we got some great uh great picks for back in the day um some absolutely amazing um 30 33 years ago 30 years ago 
Um, it's going to be a fun, fun episode. And also, let's not forget, please reach out to us. Um, make sure that wherever you get your podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review. Um, again, what you like, what you don't like. If you like the wiener, just go ahead and leave a comment and <laughs> leave us a review. Podcast. <laughs> and leave us a review. You can always send us an email at thethrashreport at gmail.com. You can always look us up on Facebook at The Thrash Report and on Instagram and Twitter at Thrash Report. We want to thank you, uh, all you listeners, for your support. So let's go ahead and get rolling today with some headlines. And I'm going to start out by talking about a, a brilliant producer, engineer, Martin Berth has passed away at the, at the ripe old age of 71. He was a producer and engineer for bands like Deep Purple, White Snake, as well as Iron Maiden. Um, Birch went on to produce a total of 10 different Maiden albums. So with Killers, Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Live After Death, which is my favorite, uh, Somewhere in Time, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, No Prayer for the Dying, as well as Fear of the Dark, which is awesome, and Maiden England, 88. Um, in a statement, Iron Maiden, uh, the band did say that you know, he was a man of many nicknames and simply one of the greatest people they have ever had the pleasure of working with. And Steve Harris went on to add, he was absolutely just brilliant. Um, he wasn't just a producer. He was a hands-on engineer too. And he knew how to get great sound. And it was just so fantastic on motivating people and just had a knack for getting the very best out of you. And then Bruce Dickinson went on to say that Birch to him was a mentor who really completely transformed his singing. And he added that he was at times a psychotherapist and his own words, a juggler who could mirror exactly what a band was. It was his special talent as a producer. So he was not a puppeteer. He did not try to manipulate the sound of the band. He just reflected in its best possible way. So again, our condolences and you will be sadly missed, but, uh, yeah, absolutely some brilliant, uh, brilliant works of art there. And uh, again, it's a sad, sad day, but 71, lead a, a good life. Yeah, yeah, still so young, but man, what a list. Honestly, I, I wonder what some of the newer Maiden albums would sound like if he had been involved. I just, mm. they've never been quite the same with Kevin Shirley. I wish they would get someone else to do the albums, to be honest. Valid point. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what some of the, you know, I mean, they all had good things to say. I wonder if there was a falling out, if it was something oh, to he do just with retired. labels or, Oh, he just retired. Got it. Yeah. He's like, I made enough money. I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> right on. Well, no, I, get I don't it. think they would have been as uh complimentary in the comments that they had for him if they had a falling out. So, yeah. Right. I on. think it's key piece. There's, saying that he was a psychotherapist for the bands too. I mean, if you're working with these kind of egos and these people, you got to know how to work with them and deal with them, talk to them. So <laughs> that's probably a oh, big key I, to success. Oh, totally. I just, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, I mean, that's a big, a big responsibility and a, and a key piece to engineering those albums and, and producing those albums for sure. Cause yeah, all those albums that he did are just part of my childhood, all of them. Oh, totally. I remember yep. getting peace of mind the first time. I flipped that tape over about 20 times the first night. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, Fear of the Dark was my intro to Maiden. That was the first one I ever got. I found a used tape down in our record store. And like you said, flipped it over and over. Great album. It is. Yeah. Oh, quick. Be quick or be dead. God, that song is so great. <laughs> remember that yeah. show? Yes. Yes, it was awesome. Very cool. Would you like some pie? <laughs> <laughs> was that the one where he was making fun of the Target Center? Which one did which one did Bruce make fun of the Target Center? Um that was that he was like they did he, with Halford and Queensrake. He's like, should I have brought my basketball? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the Target Center. Oh, so that would have been uh no prayer for the dying. That's the one with okay. anthrax opened for him. Yeah, that was the ninety ninety one tour, right? That was my first time seeing them. That was amazing. yeah, me too, me too. Precision Absolutely. The time. Yeah, we rode together. I think didn't we? Probably. 
Cool. Jim, it was the good old days. Jim, (laughs) let's, uh, you got a little bit of news around our, our pal, Vinnie Paul. What do you got? Yeah, we got a couple of people who have returned from beyond with all the, obviously we all know that COVID is running rampant and a lot of things being canceled and what baseball has done, they're playing. But if you've watched any of it, it's very weird. There's piped in sound. Sometimes there's nobody in the crowd. Sometimes they have CGI fans, but a lot of teams are putting cardboard cutouts in. And I saw two of our men are back. And I think it was the Giants. They have a cutout of Ray Burton. You know, Cliff Burton's dad, obviously a huge oh, yeah. supporter of the scene. And uh, the other is Vinnie Paul down at the Ast- or the Rangers, not the Astros. I believe the Rangers have him out. And there's a video of the Fox Sports teams or the analyst or the commentator. And she was held it up and said, I think we know who this is. This is Pantera drummer Vinnie Paul, who sadly we lost in 2018 and just Kind of talks about him real quick and says that all the fans of the Rangers should know Pantera based on whenever one of the batters gets walked. Obviously, they play from walk. <laughs> That's awesome. And, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then the dudes in the booth started teasing her a little bit, but you know, she won the day doing the mouth guitar to walk. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, there's a third one too, not metal related, but I see. Uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's made an appearance too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so this is, and I was talking about uh, a buddy. I was talking with a buddy of mine about this and, you know, I caught some, some footage <clears throat> and I got to tell you, it looks absolutely ridiculous. These giant heads in the stands. <laughs> um, yep. But, but I, I didn't quite follow. I thought, isn't it, isn't it like a charity thing? Like, don't you like, pay money to get those cutouts in the stand and money goes to charity or is that not the case uh could be i didn't hear i know you had to pay to get them but i don't know yeah so that yeah so that money must go to charity then okay so if that's the case then yeah man let's put let's put all those crazy i'll put pictures of my cat out there (laughs) i don't know (laughs) well you see all the time people say like all right if you could bring back, you know, four or five people from the dead and make a band. You know, we should do that. Like, Hey, there's oh, my dude. super group. Out the field, so. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Flood the stands of metal heads. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that might make Absolutely. baseball tolerable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a couple um, of people that are still living in there just to mess with people. That's right. That'd be good. Um, yeah. So we're going to, we're going to roll into some mega death news. Um, God, it seems like almost every week we have something to say about Megadeth, but uh, this one, um, basically, Dirk, right, the drummer from Megadeth, says this will definitely be a thrash album. So I had to bring it up because this is the thrash report. So he went on to continue. He was talking to, um, uh, I I pulled this off of, I think it was Louder Sound, Um, but basically saying that. Uh, they recorded tons of songs, so a lot of songs. He's not sure, you know, if all of them are going to be on there, what what songs will be on the album, but Dirk continued to say um, the overall direction is is definitely going to be a thrash album. It's going to be heavy. There's a lot, a lot of heavy stuff, and he's really excited about it. Now, another thing that's really crazy is that I, I guess I kind of forgot, <laughs> right? But you go back to the history there, um, you know, Dirk joined four years ago, when um long uh he escapes me he went on to do his own thing now he was in lamb of god yeah adler whatever chris Chris adler Adler. so he replaced chris adler um four years ago so this is his first studio album with megadeth so this is dirk's first studio album and i totally totally didn't even realize that i you know I hope they're not just teasing us again because they've done that so many times about, oh, yeah, it's going to be a thrash album. And then it comes out and I'm like, yeah. Eh. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, though, I mean, I remember when I was in the, um, when I was on the Mega Cruise, I went to Dirk's like instructional clinic mm-hmm. and it was freaking awesome. First of all, he went through like several different tracks through all different chapters of Megadeth in their career and he basically broke down and explained 
the style of every subsequent drummer and then what he does. And then there's a lot of Q and a, um, and one of the things that someone in the crowd asked was, are we going to hear any blast beats in the next Megadeth record? And (laughs) you can tell, you can tell the smile on his face. We might hear some blast beats on the next Megadeth record. (laughs) It was pretty good. Um, Yeah. Yep. Totally. So come on. Yeah, absolutely. Thrash, well, yeah. I mean, Gene does it every now and then on like some Testament stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah so I we're going. Charlie Benante did it on. Ooh. Um, We've come free wall. It's on uh, Black Dahlia. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. So. Um, yeah, that'd and, be cool. But and just to close this one up, and we know that I mean Megadeth's North American tour with Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames unfortunately has been rescheduled till 2021 again tickets that jim jim and i had that we'll have to visit that show next year so it's a a sad day and should be a good year for concerts though as long as they're not all overlapping we've already discussed that (laughs) yeah it's gonna be it's, it's it's gonna be crazy um eric you have something to talk about uh, a new headline act that's coming to Bloodstock that we talked about last week. Who's well, that? They're not exactly new. No, but they're a actually... newly announced, a newly announced headline band for Bloodstock. Right. Yeah, Merciful Fate is gonna be the headliner for the 2021 show if that still happens. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, King still has it. We got to see him. How long ago was it, Chris? Yeah. The Abigail show? Yeah, with uh, Exodus. Yeah, yeah but I, yep. that was only six years ago? Seven yeah. years ago? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I remember but, it was uh, wicked just... it was wicked weather. I remember that, right? It was like oh, yeah. snowing and crazy and he they even made comments on stage like everyone being careful, thanks for coming out in this weather and stuff. Yeah, and then he didn't. He ended up canceling the next couple of shows because he got sick or something. Yep, yep, exactly. Oh, yeah, that was, was fun. Show that was, that was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so King is this... Diamond was here last year too? I think. Pretty sure it was last year, not twenty twenty, but came through. I remember seeing what that. I didn't go to it, but I know some people who did. But they all said how awesome he still is. That's awesome. So yeah, do you know? Go for it. Oh, go ahead. No, I... I was gonna say, do you know? Is this like a uh, 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 reunited, like original members of Merciful Fate? What do we know about this? This so assembled there was a band here. Little bit of um, what's the right word for this? Disagreement with the band right now, because um, original founding guitarist Michael Denner did not get invited to. <laughs> go out with them and he was a little butthurt about it because <laughs> you got uh, basically um hank sherman and i don't and of course they just lost uh hansen earlier or actually it was last year late last year the ba- original bass player passed away mm-hmm. or was it this year Dang, I just time. I don't. I don't have any concept of it anymore. Yeah, right. What? As, January twenty twenty was thirteen years ago. But uh, Timmy <laughs> Hansen just passed away of cancer. I want to say it was this year, early this year. Yeah. It's almost like uh, it's almost like we need those daily uh, PSAs from Steel Panther that says, "What fucking day is it?" <laughs> it was actually <laughs> November twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you guys follow what you were just saying, Chris, but if you follow uh, Super Troopers at all, and there's Eric Stolhansky on Facebook every single day, just posts like a blank white thing with a border, and it just says Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's sad. Joey Vera is going to be uh, playing with them. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wow. Another tie in to Armored Saint. That's crazy. Yeah, there you go. And, right. I know, I know, right? Yeah. And Fate's warning. And yeah, the list goes on. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, I think Fate's Warning had a. Uh, they're doing a bunch of remasters, aren't they? You know, sometimes remaster is good, and sometimes it just really hurts the album. I kind of like the rawness of some of the old albums because I'm used to them, and when they get too polished, it just doesn't sound right. Because I, I still prefer the original version of um, Peace Sells, but who's buying? I, it's, I have a hard time listening to the remastered one. Yeah, I'd rather have well, the know, old we, crappy production. We like, yeah, we like what we like. Sometimes too much polish just takes away from it. Yeah, totally. Speaking of polish... Dude, you know what's polished is this new release I, that Jim's going to talk about that is absolutely killer. I listened to the whole cock? album like <laughs> I listened to it like four times today. No, it's not. What? what? You're, you're going to gobble a cock? What did you say? Don't you wish? No, goblin cock. <laughs> goblin cock. Yes. No, we're not the talking dragon, about goblin. The dragon fucker <laughs> album. Come on. Yes, I remember you oh, sent me okay. that. <laughs> Missed opportunity. It's it's solid. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I digress. Go, go on down. It, this is a good album, too. It's on my list, man. Jim, what do you know about yes. uh, this new Onslaught album, man? Oh, man. I, I have no idea how many times I've listened to it. Probably all of them. <laughs> and if this is not my album of the year, I cannot wait to hear what is. I mean, every single track on this thing, front to back, is awesome. There's a few that stand out, um, Generation Antichrist being the title of the album. So the self-titled song is awesome. Uh, the lyrics that I opened up with when you introduced me, that was lyrics from Bow Down to the Clown. And uh, Empire Falls, those are my three kind of standouts. But the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And I went back and listened to one of their earlier releases too. And I just love their sound. There's just something that's not necessarily the production or just their instruments, whatever, but they're, I don't know. It's rare (laughs) these days to get an album that just hits you like that. And you just want to listen to every track. It doesn't happen like you used to. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, and uh, no, I agree. I think this is an absolutely fantastic album. Um, Again, I knew it came out Mm -hmm. uh, last Friday um, I listened to uh, uh, the first few tracks, but I was busy. I got got caught up in things, so then I hit it right away this morning, and I just couldn't get enough. And uh, yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. awesome. So, absolutely a, a great great thrash in your face thrash album, and uh, it's great. So, oh, who's did someone just? Oh, who's got gas? Oh, that someone's phone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Case, so I just turned my shit off. So, so you, so you, um, so Jim, you kind of know a little bit more of the history here. Now, this is this this album came out with a new vocalist, correct? Is that my understanding? Yes. And if you didn't know a lot about them and have only heard the last few albums, you might not even notice it's a different singer. I mean, it's I don't know if they purposely went out and said, "All right, Cy Keeler is gone. We need to replace him with someone who sounds just like Cy Keeler." I don't know if that was their intent. It's a little bit different. If you know, if you're a, a fan, you're obviously going to know it. But I mean, he sounds just—I don't want to say just like Sai, but it's very similar. And I don't know. It's just a lot of times when bands move on to a new singer, it's a lot different. Or you're like wondering what's this going to be like. And we said on a previous episode when uh, the new video for "Down to the uh, Bow Down to the Clown" came out, I think it was that was the first we've heard of the new frontman Dave Garnett or Garnett, maybe he's English Garnett. I don't know. <laughs> and he sounds awesome. Everyone sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, I think this is their third or fourth since they came back in 2007, but yeah, they've been around for oh, pretty much since the beginning. That's their fourth. Um, 82, 83. Yeah. So they yeah. Two, or they had three albums in the 80s, I believe, and then now four since coming back. Is that right, Eric? Yep. Killing Peace, Sounds of Violence, uh, Six, and Generation Antichrist. They also have a live yeah. album or two. Yep. I haven't listened to that, but I can't say enough about these guys. They're 
one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. So, so those of you that, uh, yeah, those of you that really want some some really in-your-face thrash, I really do encourage you to go check out the newest release. It's their seventh studio album from this thrash band from Bristol, England, um, called Generation Antichrist. Um, go get it wherever you get your music today. Awesome, so, man. Let me ask you this, Jim. Are you going to check out uh, yeah. Garnet's uh, previous band, Bull Riff Stampede? Uh, Are you making that up? I've... No. <laughs> They've got two albums, <laughs> Scatter the Ground and then Enraging the Beast. Yeah. They're both active. I'll, say the band name again. I'll, I'll enrage Bull the Riff beast. Stampede. Yeah, is there, oh, who are the guitarists in that one? That sounds familiar. Jay Wallace. Someone else told me. Uh, looks like he was in uh, Zentrix or still is in Zentrix. Okay. For you, you old people out there, they're the ones that uh, covered the Ghostbuster song. <laughs> Made it metal. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I'll check it out for sure. It's, I think, I, I think that's what one of my cousins. Got. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Whenever right. I find a band I like, I research them and then keep on going down the path. And... No, dude, it's good. That, that's why you're here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's yeah. awesome. And, and Jim, you had the pleasure of listening to a brand new single that dropped today on Sirius XM, Liquid Metal. Um, yes. Yeah. What is this single? Yeah. It is a new single called End of the Attention Span by Armored Saint. Whoa! So, yeah, it was, yep, released exclusively on Liquid Metal today, and it'll be available everywhere else tomorrow, which is Wednesday, August 12th, and available for pre-order. And I know I've said it all the time, maybe not, I haven't said it here a bunch, but I love John Bush. His voice is amazing. He could sing the phone book. And I would love it. <laughs> I want to go back and hear his Burger King commercials. Yes, I Me have. <laughs> I have. I went to YouTube. You can find them. Yeah. Oh, really? Awesome. Yep. Yeah, I know he's done a bunch of voiceover stuff too. I think so, he uh, is... went up against that uh, um, insurance lady, <laughs> Flo, and some kind of. Uh... <laughs> I remember hearing a story he was talking about. I don't remember where I heard that now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and Jim, you said this prior to uh, in the in the in the call before the episode today. I said, so you heard the new Armored Saint, and uh, what'd you think of it? Was it yep. was it any good? And what did you say? I had asked if you have heard and liked Armored Saint. <laughs> that kind of sums it up, right? It's got the kind of that same feel, yep. that same formula. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah, it's enough bands that you just know you're you've kind of know ahead of time what you're going to get it's going to sound like what they are yep and i'm i'm not really familiar with all of their stuff you know the i like, uh, I like really old stuff myself but yeah but i heard a few songs off of their re- latest the uh, la raza and this song sounds like it's right off of there so if you enjoyed the last one you'll like this one too and cool i have to check that out yeah it's yeah Heavy rock, John Bush's velvety voice. <laughs> on drums. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, looking forward to checking out yes, every, everywhere tomorrow. A uh, new single from Armored Saint called End of the Attention Span. Um, and then today, yes, uh... yeah, today we got, um, we were graced with the presence of a new lyric video from Machine Head um, with this track titled Bulletproof. And Flynn had commented on this song that the lyrics for Bulletproof were really finished in the aftermath of not only um, the Ahmaud Aubrey murder at the hands of a white supremacist, but everything twisting out of control all over the world. Um, That's the words of of Rob Flynn right there, talking about the isolation, the craziness, the pandemic, lockdown, protesters, I mean, storming government buildings, you know, it, it was just, it was crazy, right? I mean, all these things that are happening and that's kind of the, uh, mm. the inspiration to this track. Um, again, I watched the, uh, the video a couple of times. Um, it's, it's down and dirty machine head, man. I love it. It's good. It's, uh, you yep. know, it's got a, it's got a kind of a smooth little bit of melody going on in the, in the course, uh, in the refrain. Um, and it's a pretty heavy thrash tune. So if you're in the machine head, go check out, this was actually, um, Jim, do you, do you remember, was this one of the tracks that came out with the 
Um, uh, uh, Stop the Bleeding. Stop the Bleeding. Was this the other track? Yes, it was. Okay. So, yeah, and I watched the video today too, and that's really cool. And, you know, Rob Flynn has always been outspoken, not afraid to speak his mind, and, you know, pisses people off in the process. But I think a lot of the times his messages are good, you know, fuck racism and all this shit that's going on. And his way to deal with it is to write songs and, yep. Yeah, put them out there and take it or leave it. I personally, I like it. It's yeah. a good song, good lyrics. And, Absolutely. And, and, yeah. you, and you mentioned too that um, uh, another great track off of uh, Carthesis is Bastards. Yeah, that, the Catharsis being their most recent, or like the last, I guess it's not the last machine at album, but the, with their last lineup. And yeah, it was right in the middle of the album and it's a little slower. It's not quite spoken word, but you know, it's just him, his take on you know, the 2016 election and his thoughts and yep. talking about how he wants to raise his boys to don't get ground down. And so, yeah, that's a good example of how he's, how he speaks out through his songs. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it'll inspire other people to speak out too and stand up to hell's be, yeah. Be a non-racist, Ooh. be an anti-racist and call it out. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely, and Someone's- I'm gonna I'm gonna go into another another uh, lyric video drop today, and um, I guess Eric, you can go and go make yourself a sandwich while I talk about Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> um, Good God! <laughs> so um, Five Finger Death Punch, I'm a fan. Uh, they released the official lyric video today for Mama this and more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Did they cover that. Oh yeah, yeah. I-, I bought it because I love that. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but this this uh this is the, um again another song off the latest latest release uh, called Fate. Um, Zoltan Bathory told Pulse Radio that you know the band going in and doing this this album this going into the studio to make this after eight previous records, um, it was definitely a different type of feeling, and it was basically making this you know we are here to stay was kind of the the vibe that they got there. But it was really, you know, the image of getting into the studio and let's just light this thing on fire. That was kind of his, um, it was a different sort of power that he had, a different sort of energy that was driving him this time. Um, obviously, with the success that Five Finger Death Punch has had, it obviously sometimes is hard to find that drive or how to stay hungry, right? But uh, mm-hmm. this one is, you know, we all, you know, Five Finger Death Punch um, often will have uh, a couple pretty good radio play radio friendly um, ballad type of songs Um, a little bit off today. You know, sometimes they kind of wear it out, let's say. I mean, I think it's a brilliant song, but, you know, mainstream radio will play it twice an hour or something. Right. Um, That's why I don't listen to the radio. Yeah. So this track, this track is fucking heavy. Like this is, this is a brutal heavy. This is a, it's a great track. So, Go check out the new uh, lyric video. And again, all of the links will be in the show notes for This Is War from Five Finger Death Punch. Cool. Nice. I I should take back what I said. I was just kidding. I actually do like this band. I don't listen to them every day, but, you know, I like them once in a while. Sure. Come on. You got got, uh, Halford singing with them. Come on. Hells yeah. Dude, that's that's one of my (laughs) favorite. That That was my theme song for 2019. So every year... Right. So every January I pick a song that is my song for the year. And last year, so January of 2019, it was Lift Me Up by Five Finger with Rob. That was my song of the year. And and Jim, I would check out their cover of Mama Said Knock You Out. You'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) I have to because the what I have to say my two cents on Five Finger Death Punch is I don't know them very well i've heard a couple of songs on the radio and i used to listen to the actual like 93x and i played them a bunch but so i've heard a couple of songs and you know it's to me it's like you know heavy rock and i'm not gonna say it's not metal i guess and like you know they're they're, they're one of those bands that kind of have a couple like diamonds on each album there's a lot of filler to me on there Mm -hmm. but there's a couple Mm -hmm. good good uh tracks on each of the albums i'm Mm -hmm. not a big fan like chris is but uh 
You know, I remember picking up their first album before they re-released yeah. it with that, that bonus track that became their big hit. I don't remember what it is. The Bleeding? Yeah. Was that their the very first... first? Yeah, The Bleeding off of Way of the Fist. That was like their first commercial success, I think. I'll take Thanks. your word for it. I, 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 I could be wrong. I could be wrong. If those out, somebody out there wants to correct me. Oh, um, that would be since me. Eric, <laughs> yeah, since Eric is on the episode, he can't reach out and, and correct me, but um yeah um, that song does, cool man does not sound right oh but it is Maybe. i just looked i'd have to hear it again uh, yeah, my main my main takeaway that you bring up their cover of mama said knock you out is the one thing i do know about them is they pick great songs to cover yeah i just don't think they cover them well <laughs> okay oh no this one this that's one's fair. solid yeah <laughs> that's fair i i will check that out got tech nine on there too man <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about it next week on the Thrash Report. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Eric, looks like you have a release that you want to kind of talk about. What do you got? I do. I'm just kidding. Uh... Yeah, there's a <laughs> band called Let Us Pray. They just dropped their debut album, uh, Virtues of the Vicious. They're basically an unsigned band. Um, they have a tie-in with Ollie Herbert from Oh heck all the that, band all that, like all, all that remains. Yes. Uh they they uh, just put out an album. It's a very solid thrashy album. It's got uh a little mix of uh death, a little mix of uh some King Diamond and Halford vocals. It's it's a just a great album. There's a lot of guests on there. Um Mel Mike, Ollie, uh John Denae, is that how you say his name? From, yeah, uh, from Anthrax so. and Shadows Fall. Yep. Um, yep. A couple other big names, too, that I looked at went, yeah, I don't know who you are, but cool. But it's a very good so album. With all these big names, with all these names, are they kind of a like a supergroup thing? Or are these no, they're just, just brand new up-and-comers? Or where are they from? They're from Boston. Um, okay. So the, the vocalist and the other guitarist have started the band a while ago, and... Um, the singer's claim to fame is, do you know who Rasta Boss is? I'll uh, take that I silence. Do so. he... I, I, I do not. <laughs> I do not know who Rasta Boss is. He was the original guitar player for Manowar. Ah. And he's okay. got his own side project. And the vocalist um, for Let Us Pray, Mark Lopez, he's got a killer voice. I mean, he's got some range. And it just fits really good. And if you're looking for something that you might not uh, might not be in your wheelhouse, or it might not just be in your sphere because it's they're not a big signed band, it's a good one to check out. I think you'll be pretty impressed by the guitar playing and just cool song structure in general. I yeah, that's Some awesome. Kind of style. I, I I just added what kind it of to, style. Is it? Yeah, just added uh, it to my library. Melodic thrash, melodic death, kind of. Okay. Um. I don't know. I just call it metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, they, they have uh they have a lot of uh similarities to a lot of bands, you know, like Chill on the Bottom. Um some I mean there's some like Nevermore in there. Cool. I just yeah. I thought they were very good. Yeah, awesome. thanks. I'll check that out. Yep, absolutely. Um now we're gonna roll into some uh, concerts and calendars and events we got cooking and believe it or not Jim and I have tickets to a show Fingers right in this time of <laughs> this time of quarantine um, with everything and this is actually kind of crazy because Jim and I have talked about this a couple times on the episode on on, on the podcast okay, but now would, I'm gonna go we, get a beer. would would <laughs> we go well Eric let me ask you this would you go to you know you, you basically don't go to shows anymore but would you go to a show at a drive-in theater probably not there's still people there <laughs> <laughs> honestly um, it's got to be the right band for me to want to see him and i i get why you know there's the opening bands and i get that's just the way things are but this time in my life i just want to see the band i want to see and i don't want to stand yeah. anymore <laughs> <laughs> the old knees can't handle it well, it's at a drive-in. You'll be fine. 
Yeah, yeah but you it, sit, in your, sit in the car, bro. I could just stay at home and just stream it. <laughs> Which is what I'm um, going to do with the concert I'm going to. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, let's first, hold on. First, let's actually talk talk about this next show. Um, Metallica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Metallica, it actually is, uh, and again, Jim's favorite band. They, they are okay. the first, yeah, the first rock band to be featured in the Encore Drive-In Nights series. So it's set to uh, basically airing at hundreds of drive-in uh, movie theaters across the United States and Canada on Saturday, August 29th. Now this is shot especially for this one night event and the band's first show of 2020. It'll go down as one of the most unique and memorable experiences of all time, claims Metallica. Um, the event will also include a special guest performance by Three Days Grace. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'll probably be getting up, going to get popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, well, the, the good, I've never heard it, of them. Yeah, you never know. Three Days Grace, you know them. I do. Yeah, you have to. Come on, they've been around forever. Not three doors down. No, three days no. grace. I haven't <laughs> heard of them. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, tickets are these general admission tickets are sold um, at one hundred and fifteen dollars per vehicle, up to six people. So if you get a full full vehicle, not bad as far as ticket prices go. Mm -hmm. um, now, tickets for these events go on sale Friday, February fourteenth. But for those fifth member Met Club members, pre-sale starts tomorrow at noon local time, August 12th. In my Until understanding. 9 p.m. local time. So by the time you yeah. hear this, you'll be halfway through. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, the interesting thing, the interesting thing, um, also I was doing a little bit of research. I know Jim and I were talking about uh, going to see this show. And we're going, we kind of are, are picking one of the, the Minnesota uh, locations. Um, I didn't realize that that location, we may want to, this is totally unrehearsed. We might want to look at maybe another location before tomorrow, just because didn't realize that location is their pop-up drive-in experience. So it's not like a permanent fixture. They literally are sh showing the movie on the side of a building. On the back of someone's <laughs> bald head. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's there's no there's no PA. It's all using just your your radio um, in your car, or if you want to br bring a radio. I mean, it could again. They have they have outside vending and concessions. It looks like they've been doing this the entire time. Like they've been doing a lot of '80s movies. You know, playing like The Goonies and Sixteen Candles and stuff like that. So they mm -hmm. may have it dialed in. It might be still awesome, right? Just yeah. wanted to bring that up. Good to know. Yeah. We'll yeah. Take a look. So um, again, I'm curious to hear other people's experiences. So those of you, uh, those listening, if you attended that Metallica uh, Encore drive-in night, let us know, hit us up, let us know if you're going to go. And if you go, what the experience was like, uh, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm going to go regardless. doesn't matter where yeah. I'm going to go. I'm a fan. It'll be fun. <laughs> yep. Man, another thing my sock drawer. <laughs> So wait a minute, Chris. How do you know who Three Days Grace is? Three Days Grace. They're like, they're like an alternative band that was on like the radio for like twenty years. I haven't listened to the radio in probably thirty years. Well, I, I listened to like the morning show. Like, anyway, I'm gonna have to go track them down just so I, I can listen to them. I could just... not. Okay, here's the thing. I could not tell you one song, but I know I've heard of the band. Well, <laughs> yeah, Bravo. <laughs> oh too funny um, another cool thing about this show is each ticket yeah. comes with four downloads of Metallica S&M 2 and a sample of his snare <laughs> that's a different story <laughs> I'd go if uh, I could get a sample of his snare <laughs> well there are that's awesome. gotta be if there are sessions there's garbage cans around so probably <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's very cool and this is uh and this is yeah the snm2 live recording that comes out uh later this month in august right yeah actually the day before august 28th cool that's awesome how can you have an yeah. album without any solos on it you got the best lead guitarist of all time 
<laughs> yeah, that fun. was that, that was interesting. That was you know, good point. <laughs> I uh, I do rip on Metallica a lot. I do. You know that, Chris. Yes. But, uh, Ride the Lightning is still my favorite album they've ever done. If you can just take off Fade to Black. Oh, those are fighting words. <laughs> well, it just doesn't fit the flow of the whole album. It's just the one track that it just doesn't fit in my mind. I usually skip over it myself. But you'll never hear such a that solo on Ride the Lightning when it's uh, about three fourths of the song. It just starts building and building, and then you just loses the shit. Yeah, I love that yeah. solo. That's awesome, man. That's great. I've never heard you say something so nice about Metallica ever in my life. Because because uh, Mustaine wrote that song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually don't know that or not. I know he did some. He's got some credits on that album, but you know, just I had to say it. Maybe the Chris. Maybe the weenie's gone soft. Yeah. <laughs> flaccid. <laughs> it's flaccid as an ex-president. Name that lyric. Oh, oh. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't John Bush to... Anthrax. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is Anthrax. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm kind of excited about this next uh, this next event that Eric wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, wait. What do you got I was there, right. Mustaine did uh, call right Ride the Lightning. Score. <laughs> yep. um, Score. So. That's because you listened to it last week. That's right. We talked about it last week. Did you? <laughs> We did. I didn't finish that album yet. Or that <laughs> podcast yet. Sorry. Um, yeah, Devin Townsend. You know how big a fan I am of his. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's doing another streaming show. It's uh, a by request show. Um, September 5th at 1 p.m. It's perfect time for me, too. I'm like, 1 p.m., that's awesome. I have to stay up late. <laughs> But uh, he's doing the Empath Live, Empath Live Volume 2 by request set, and it's going to be on Stage It, which is what he used his, uh, as a platform for his last three shows. But this time, he's got some uh, impressive guests joining him. Uh, you got Samus, who played on Empath and has played on tons of different albums. And I think uh, Decrepit Birth was the last band that I know of that he was in. Not sure if he's still with him or not. But he's a very funny and talented dude. Wes Hawk from uh, The Faceless. Um, and then Liam Wilson of The Dillinger Escape Plan are joining oh, really? him. Yep. It's going to be a interesting show, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, very cool. Um, the fifth? I might, I'm able to get tickets for that one. Is it? Do you know, is tickets still available? Yep. I was just looking cool. today. Yep, it's awesome. uh, 25 bucks. That's awesome. Very cool. And if he does anything like his last ones, he might even give a free download of it. It'd be cool if he does, but I'm not going to bank on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Is this still? Is this also raising money for charity, or is this something? Uh, no, it's just because, okay. you know, as most of the tours got canceled, he already had this kind of planned, and so he's kind of just laddering and doing this instead. Sure. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. No, that, that's great. I'm looking forward to that show. I, again, I'm a huge uh Devin fan I think empath was a little out there for me we've talked about this in the past but um yeah it's pretty you cool know, he's he's all over the place he's always has he been. is but <laughs> yep. I, I just enjoy his stuff he's just got a a sound and feel to his music whether it's mellow heavy or just insane it's good yep yep totally um I still remember one of the live shows at first avenue where he put a turkey on his head that was awesome. Something. It was right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, he had the turkey on his head. The clapping turkey. Um, and we're back. And we got some really juicy trivia this time. Um, Jim actually had to step out for the remainder of this episode. Um, but he did want to point out that Machine Head, Burn My Eyes, again, one of my favorite Machine Head albums. I know, Eric, you said it was probably one of your favorite from Machine Head, right? It is really, I mean... They never top that in my mind. Um, the blackening is is all right, but okay. Yeah, Chris Contos yeah. is what made that album for me. the The sound they got with his drums, it's just so good. And talk about a guy that needs to be on more metal albums. The few that he's been on have just been great. I don't know what his deal is, but uh, Chris, you need to uh, 
find a band, stick with them. Awesome. Stop awesome. Motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the interesting thing that, that uh, Jim left me here on the trivia was that believe it or not, machine had burned my eyes uh, released on Roadrunner records was actually the best selling debut album for Roadrunner. And it's kept that spot until Slipknot's self-titled album goes released. So that's a pretty, uh, pretty crazy stat, believing that um, all of Roadrunner's releases, it was their best-selling album when it came out. So again, I think Machine Head Burned My Eyes was awesome. I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to Machine Head. Um, I didn't really, I, it was until- Even the Butterscotch um, Beaver bought that album. <laughs> the Butterscotch yeah. Beaver did, yes. Oh man, we're gonna have to. Someday we'll have the butterscotch beaver on the on the podcast. Um, you uh, you mentioned Eric. We were talking about Armored Saint, and you had a really interesting nugget of joy in the trivia yeah, area. We were, we were, what is this? Before we uh, started recording, we were talking about Armored Saint, and I was like, "Dude, don't you remember they are in Hellraiser 3? They're the band in the bar that gets killed." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, your comment was, "I don't remember that. Like, I watched it with you." Dude, I have no memory. Yeah, no, that was pretty good. But it was twenty over twenty years ago. Um, I don't know I what. Do that. what yeah, what year was what year was Hellraiser three? Quick, look it up. Um, I don't but, care about that crap. <laughs> but yes, uh, Armored Saint. Um, they were they made a cameo in that movie as themselves performing their song "Hanging Judge" at the Boiler Room nightclub. So now I got to go back and rewatch that movie. So it'll be cool. It is nineteen ninety two. Oh, there you go, man. That's awesome. Which 30, would have been 30, 30 years ago. Salvation. 28 years ago. Around, right? around that time. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And then, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, back in the day. Um, but you had some interesting hidden gems from last year. I'm kind of curious to what so, you're going to talk about here. What's this? I uh, don't listen to the radio, as I've already mentioned many times on this cast. Um so I usually just stumble across things or find things that just catch my eye and I go from there. And one of them that came out last year in November was a band called Bull Elephant. <laughs> and the release is self-titled, but it's a um, concept album. Apparently it's part of a trilogy. I just found this out today because their new one drops on Friday, the second um, album in the trilogy. But the first one, it's a uh, crushing concept album about a bull elephant that is slain in Africa and some uh, uh, SS occultist brings it back from the dead but some witch shaman lady takes over and then bends it to her own purpose. So you got Nazis, you got Cthulhu <laughs> and you've got a reanimated undead elephant. I mean come on. <laughs> Oh but it's God. got some of just the the it's got some really good crushing, slow tempo but pounding riffs. Um, vocals can be reminiscent of sometimes Devin when he's doing his uh, um, kind of strapping voice, I guess. Not when okay. he's really doing the singing voice, but they also go into death. And it's an anonymous band; they don't say who's actually in the band on purpose. <laughs> but uh, wow, well. You know, We'll we'll definitely check it out. We'll make sure we add the notes uh, in the show notes. I put a link in there. Cool. But uh, yeah, it's a, if you've never been to Bandcamp before, you can get lost there fairly easily. Oh. That's I also where I I also found Let Us Pray. I got cool. stumbled across them for some reason, and that's where I found them too. But yeah. yeah, I know you and I have had some other conversations about how Bandcamp can be a dangerous place to go because <laughs> you can spend years there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that kind of leads us into back in the day. And this is where we actually take a new look on a previous release from back in the day. And you have an interesting release from 2004. What do you got? Yeah, there's a band called Silent Scythe. Um, they released technically two albums. The first one was self-produced and it's got a lot of the same tracks as Suffer in Silence. But uh I've heard that it's got uh, pretty bad production, so I've never bothered to track it down. But anyways, after listening to Les Pray, I was like, you know what? This reminds me of Silent Scythe in, in some capacity, I guess, the way they they uh, have some nice thrash and some 
good clean vocals and it's it was a solid release and i think i played it for you at one point it's probably been many years but i found out that you can get it on uh itunes which is cool and yep yep i just good... just just added it to my uh my apple music library old world disorder and backstabber really good tracks um the first part of the album is better than the second part but it's still a pretty good album so if you like uh some thrash music with some clean vocals and kind of had some um gothenburg feel uh from some of the riffs because they're also from sweden uh, yeah. um uh what's that uh blinded by fear at the gates uh-huh. some of their riffs kind of reminded me of at the gates a little bit um thought that obviously the death metal vocals so yep. it's, it's a good uh track or a good album check them out look look at those old old, old albums they're, they're great awesome well do babble yeah. on and on that, no that that's a great uh that's awesome that's a great back in the day um from 2004 um and i have an interesting release this is um it's one of those bands where originally i was a little bit frightened a little bit scared but come to really absolutely love um this band throughout uh, the late 80s the entire 90s um i can't remember how many times we've actually seen the, this band live in the 90s glass shard in the foot <laughs> yes oh my god you got to share that story um we're we're talking about guar and it is the release of the 30th anniversary edition of Scum Dogs of the Universe. It's hard to believe that Scum Dogs was released on January 8th, 1990. So that's 30 years ago. And to date, it is the band's best selling album. And they're re releasing um, uh, this month their, their deluxe 30th anniversary box set. Now it's got remixed, remastered, re edited audio um, by producer Ronan Chris Murphy as well as a cassette containing rehearsal demos and some previously unreleased tracks. And, um, you know, those of you that are familiar with Guar, I mean, they started way back in 1984, really kind of was made up and operated by frequently rotating lineup of musicians, artists, filmmakers, collectively known as Slave Pit Inc. Well, they went on to release 13 studio albums and uh, unfortunately, with the sad passing of their frontman and lead singer, Dave Brocky, or Odorous Urungus, back in uh, 2014, the group has continued, even though they, they are going on without any of the founding members, which is crazy. But uh, I know you had some, uh, some comments about this album, basically talking about kind of the remastering um, and reproducing of the Spock set. What are your thoughts there, Eric? Well, I was talking about this earlier, and sometimes I, when they do that, it uh, messes with the album. But honestly, my reasoning behind those thoughts for this album is that, to me, it's always been their best-sounding album in my mind. There's something about that production and the crispness of it that it's always, to me, been their best-sounding, best-produced album. So I've boggles my mind that they would be messing with it yeah yeah it's it's interesting where you know we talked about that before where sometimes you you mentioned it right sometimes when they remaster something it can be good but it can also be detrimental to kind of that way that you like the sound or the way that you remember that sound so Mm -hmm. totally understand that and we've had some really uh fun stories um you know i bet you we've seen them a dozen times throughout the 90s um through uh, This Toilet Earth and America Must Be Destroyed, um, among others. But you have an interesting story at First Avenue. So what, oh, yeah. actually, so what actually happened when you were right there down main floor in the pit? What happened? You were with me, man. We were. <laughs> we took my little brother with. I mean, what uh, little brother's going to go, yeah, my brother took me to Guar. I think he was in junior high. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's been so long. I can't remember what year that was. But anyways, we were at First Avenue back when they still had glass bottles. I can see why they don't do it now, and I, my foot appreciates it. <laughs> but uh, we were in the pit, and all of a sudden, I just got a stabbing pain in my foot, and I was like, what the heck? And I limped over the side, and 
reached down and pulled out a big shard of glass out of the heel of my boot. <laughs> Dude, that is so, oh my gosh. I, uh, I really yeah. feel for you. And you know, You've had some pretty it was crazy. Funny. It was funny. It was funny, but dude, you have some crazy luck at shows because also remember you and I were at Overkill and you got like your wrist got stepped on or something. Oh, <laughs> I was in the pit and I went flying and I uh, broke the bone in my hand. Actually, oh, tried telling God. that to a doctor. Were you drinking? <laughs> no. Were you high? <laughs> no. I was in the mosh pit. I just remember driving home and you're like, it'll be fine. And I look over and your wrist is swollen to like four times the size. Like, dude. Don't you remember I went to uh, work the next day at Toys R Us and I'm trying to remember her name, but she was uh, an EMT. And she looked at it and she goes, go to the doctor, you silly boy. <laughs> oh, I can't remember her funny. name. I want to say funny. it was Phyllis, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so Guar, believe it or not, Scum Dogs of the Universe, 30 years old, pre-mastered with this box set. And Eric, you've already pre-ordered your autographed copy, which is pretty badass. Well, it is my favorite album by them, and I still have to hear remastering, because like you've also said to me before the we started recording, is that, you know, sometimes it does improve it, and there's a very good chance that it could, but Yep. I just don't see how they could. This one was a masterpiece. It should have been left alone. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I will listen to the remastered, obviously, digitally, but uh, we'll make a... Uh, how many times we listened to that album in our car? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even... Yes, it was... Uh... Executioner. Dude, you know how many times we watched Phallus uh, in Wonderland? That, yep. that movie... I actually uh, <laughs> got the remastered... Um, set with the America Must Be Destroyed um, CD plus that on DVD in the same package. Oh, that'd be great. That would it's be... has got uh, Gibby Haynes from Butthole Surfers in it. Come on! That's right. Super! Super sleazy! Super! <laughs> oh, classic. Um, anyway, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, the next... Well, we should oh, say one thing, though. Yeah. Um, even though they're carrying on without David Brocky. The original Beefcake came back and is really um, the vocalist now. Oh, really? I guess he, I didn't. I didn't realize that. So, cool place to park. The bonus track that was on the CD release that was on the cassette was actually Beefcake singing, and uh, Casey Orr is now the vocalist. I can't remember what his new name is because technically they already have a Beefcake with someone else playing that part. But uh, got it. Yeah, he came back. That's uh, that's awesome. I know uh, one of my favorite tracks from Beefcake is "Road Behind," right? Didn't oh, he yeah. sing part of that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So Guar, we love him. We miss him. Um, it was just that foot doesn't though. <laughs> oh man, um, I, I don't. <laughs> I just I, I'm just going through all these lyrics that just make me laugh. Um, so let's go ahead and look at another release from back in the day again a release that's 33 years old released back in august of 1987 um by japanese heavy metalers this band called loudness their release titled hurricane eyes was my first introduction to loudness it was their seventh and mine because of you yeah it was their seventh album and i had no idea at the time it was their seventh album um it was released worldwide in 1987 with standard English lyrics, but there was actually a subsequently a version also released only in Japan later in that year where most of the lyrics were in Japanese. So that's pretty cool. Um, another thing too, so Akira Takasaki, the founding member that goes back to 1981, he was the songwriter for all the music on Hurricane Eyes and he just shreds. He is a brilliant guitar player. If you guys want to look up uh, Akira Takasaki. I'll add some YouTube videos in the show notes. He's just absolutely amazing. Um, he has been a constant in the band as they continued to have released 29 studio albums. Absolutely amazing. Um, some of the great call-out tracks on this one was SDI. Um, and those awesome of you that... Track. Oh, brilliant track. And if those of you that remember back in the... Uh, back in the late like a speed metal song. Yeah, back in the late 80s. Yeah, and, and it was actually all around... 
SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative. So it had a political tie in there around the Reagan administration. But also Strike of the Sword, Take Me Home, uh, a really great catchy radio friendly track called Rock and Roll Gypsy. It's awesome. There's keyboards in it, but you know what? They fit. It fits, man. Um, oh, also... I just remember the chorus of that one. I like it, but it makes me smile. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, but also there's a couple ballads in the on So Lonely and In My Dreams. Just a great album. Those of you that want some good metal, some, some hard rock from... Uh, 1987 by Loudness. Again, 30 years yeah. old, 33 years old. Lightning Strikes and Thunder in the East were also pretty good ones. They didn't have quite the the heaviness as Hurricane Eyes, but yep. they're also worth checking out. Yeah, I remember going to get those cassettes after I after I've learned of uh, Loudness. The BMG Music Club. The BMG Music Club. We talked about it. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that was so great. Yeah, awesome. I didn't care for. Um, Michael, is it Becerra that took over after Minu left the band? Yeah, his vocals. Wasn't quite yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite it, the same. It wasn't. I went. I went on to get uh, another few releases after Hurricane Eyes, and it just it was very, very kind of watered oh. down. Yeah, watered down commercial. Didn't. Yeah, I've didn't got really... quite a few of their albums actually. Cool. Post, you know, when uh, Minu came back. So. Yep. That's awesome. Sorry. Could ramble awesome. on forever. Let's go. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. I will. Uh, anyway, Eric, it was super, super awesome having you on this episode of the podcast. We will have you on again. Um, again, it's super fun to talk through metal with you. Um, any other final thoughts that you'd like to share with uh, with the listeners? Yes, yes, I'm sure many of the listeners would agree with me. Stop talking about Metallica. <laughs> we'll we'll do what we can. I'm just teasing. <laughs> But seriously, um, no more Grim Reaper. Oh, actually, dude, that was part of the news. Guess what? Uh, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. My yeah. live show to see Grim Reaper was canceled, and they refunded me my money. So I That's will not. Right. I will not see Stephen Grimmett. And uh, the, have you ever uh, actually been able to see them? Never live. Really bummed out. Yeah. Nope. I um, I know you've been a true fan for many many years. Yeah, it's, tease it's you one mercilessly of those, about them, but it's all uh, right, man. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I don't even know why I tease you about them. I just do <laughs> this something. you know what? It's what we do. It's what we do. That's why you still call me Wiener. I, I had forgotten right. that. <laughs> but just make sure you don't drop your pocket. And here's the one other thing. Fuck you. <laughs> Remember, anyone can reach out to us at the thrash report at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at The Thrash Report. And don't forget, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Thrash Report. I want to thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And have a great day. See you next time on The Thrash Report. See ya!